1: Diplomacy Fails presents the July Crisis Anniversary Project, a day-by-day account of the events that occurred 100 years ago. Introduction If you could go back in time to critical events in history and be there during the moments that defined our world, what would you do? Would you try to change anything? Should you change it, since we at least know this version of our history, what if you make the future worse for mankind through your changes? How much change would you make? Can you think of any mistakes made in history, any real unnecessary tragedies that led to even worse tragedies? Do you think that you could have done better than those who were in power in a certain place at a certain time? Do you think that by studying the period, if you went back in time, you'd be able to avoid the mistakes that were made? Would you be able to prevent an unnecessary tragedy? Unnecessary tragedy. That term can be used to describe much of the 20th century, can't it? What events spring to mind in particular? World War Two and the Holocaust? are big ones obviously, but what about lesser-known events, like the establishment of North Korea? What about the Cultural Revolution undertaken by Mao Zedong's China? What about the forced famines of the Soviet Union that killed millions? What about the Khmer Rouge, which eradicated so many lives in Cambodia? What about the Cold War itself, where millions of people lived in fear of their lives for the simple reason that one state wanted to impose its regime forcefully over another? Can all these events, or any of them, be traced back to one? Since they all occurred in the 20th century, it stands to reason that one should trace back to the beginning of that century, right? But how far at the beginning? The Boer Wars of 1899 to 1902? Too early, not enough consequence for the world. What about the Russo-Japanese War of 1904 to 5? Almost, but even after this, events could have taken a different course. What about the life-changing event that occurred a decade later? What about the eruption of a war so devastating, so fundamentally era-changing, that it reshaped the entire planet and recast the characters of the world in different, brand new roles? The First World War. That is where the tracing can begin. But whereabouts in the war? Do we find a crucial battle? Do we look for a terrible loss or an oversight? Do we look at the way in which the war ended or... do we examine how it began? If you want to argue that you could do better, then you'd have to trace human history back to the moment when the world was on the brink of war and stop that war from happening. Do you think you could have succeeded? Of course you'd have an unfair advantage. You know how the history of our world 100 years on from the events of the July Crisis panned out. But if you can't stop the infamous assassination, If you cannot prevent Gavrilo Princip hitting his mark, then that puts you in the exact same position as our protagonists, doesn't it? I'm not here to talk about alternative history, I'm here to talk about actual history. One hundred years ago, our ancestors made the most hideous blunders and the worst mistakes and decisions, arguably, in history. By launching the First World War, our world would never be the same. As historians, amateur or otherwise, our responsibility is to learn from history. It is to teach the mistakes that were made 100 years ago so they can never be repeated again. It seems altogether simplified to break down the last 100 years of Earth to the decisions made over the course of one month in 1914. And yet, if anyone had the power to fundamentally rearrange the course of history, it was these men who together represented the great powers of the world during that time. How do we understand them? How do we get inside their heads and feel as though we can relate to their struggles? How do we forgive them? Can the eruption of World War I and the successive events of the 20th century be explained out of the barrel of Gavrilo Princip's pistol? Or can they be attributed to the actions of a small group of men who, if they had only acted differently, could have so changed our world? It is that question, as well as a number of others, that I hope to answer in this project. Hey guys, Zach Twomley here from When Diplomacy Fails Podcast. You're probably wondering how exactly I'm managing to justify churning out another special type of episodic series. Well, to be quite honest, I'm not really sure how I am. After finishing the Thirty Years War, I relaxed for approximately a day before jumping into this. It was not something I did on a whim, you must understand. It's something I've been thinking of since before beginning when diplomacy fails, and it's something I started to plan at the beginning of last year. That should explain the rapid-fire nature of the last few episodes of the Thirty Years War release schedule. Normally I would be easy on myself, but I knew I had a schedule to keep, so here I am. Why am I here? If you haven't figured it out yet, then let me point you to the 28th of June, 2014. Now let me point you to the 28th of June, 1914. See my point? It was on that day in history that Gavrilo Princip shot and killed the Austrian heir to the throne and his wife. Princip was linked to underground Serbian terrorist organisations, and the event seemed to give the perfect excuse for war. However, a whole month passed before on the twenty eighth of July Austria declared war on Serbia; on the first of August Germany declared war on Russia; on the third of August Germany declared war on France; on the fourth of August, at eleven p m, Britain declared war on Germany. The world was now at war. What happened in that month preceding the war? It is a question that has been debated endlessly in the 100 years since. Few events in history can boast the literature bank that the beginning of the war can, let alone the war itself. That is because even 100 years on, its results are still relevant. In fact, they are perhaps more so, considering the prevalence of peace, as in 1914, or the existence of cross-border clandestine organisations, as in 1914. Previously in my World War One special I tried to explain its outbreak with the SIPPING acronym. S for the strategies of the powers, I for the individuals involved, P for the long peace that preceded the war, P again for the enlarged populations that made the war possible logistically, I again for the effect of ideology, N for the effect of nationalism, and finally G for the glorification of war preceding the war itself. In short, SIPPING covers everything. Yet, even a year after making that special, I feel a twinge of disagreement. I don't think I'm finished with the July Crisis yet. It is highly unlikely that I ever will be. However, I feel content to know that, considering the fact that it is 100 years since the trigger was pulled, since the decisions were made and the armies marched, then we could not have picked a better time to revisit the era. So here's the plan. Over the course of the month, episodes will be created so that they can be made available on the day that the event actually happened 100 years ago. Within the episode, it will say what date it is when I was making it, and it will then take you back to that same day 100 years before. I know what you're thinking. What if I don't have the time or I simply forget to download it on the right day? Or what if you're listening to this now weeks, months, or even years later? That's a good point, and for a time that issue flummoxed me. However, when you use a media like this, there's always going to be problems. Fortunately, because of the way that this era is, the interest it provokes in me and others, it won't be the end of the world if you are listening to this in January rather than July. At the very least, it should stand as the most detailed and comprehensive account of the July Crisis in free audio format. That's my real goal. Just like doing the Thirty Years War was something completely new that nobody had done before, doing this July crisis project will hopefully provide when diplomacy fails with another feather in its cap and something for people to enjoy no matter what the season.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: A body of work obviously has had to go into this, since I can't very well create and release the episode on the day that it's available. Sorry to break the illusion. A lot of work has been done already, so I should be able to get everything done on time. However, if I do fall behind, well, first of all, sorry about that, But don't worry, I will try to catch up and transform it into an in-depth look at the July Crisis, rather than an in-depth look at the July Crisis that you can follow day by day. The latter is obviously preferable, but I'm going to keep going if it proves undoable. In other words, I love this topic too much to give up, even if my initial plans fail epically. I hope to have your guys' patience, and if we do manage to conduct ourselves according to plan, then yes, it will be freaking sweet. Though I have obsessed myself with the history of the Thirty Years War to an unhealthy degree, I started to get unduly excited when I re-entered this era again. Especially when the books arrived. Oh boy, did I order books. After graduating, yes that happened, I went on a book buying binge on Amazon in late May to plan for this special project of mine. And it really is a special project. I won't be treating this like my other specials, not least because the episodes will be so concentrated and focus on a month of pre-war rather than 30 or 4 years of actual war. But my style will be different too. I'm going to try and make the whole thing a bit more formal. I'm going to try, and by that I mean if you guys hate it, I will revert back to my self-depreciating self. The music and introduction is different, you may have noticed, so there's that. But another difference you'll notice is that there won't be any majorly long quotes referencing any sources. I do this because I want the project to flow out of my own voice, and because I'm bearing in mind the issue people have with the narrative breaking up and a random historian entering in. Some of you, I understand, like that academic touch. I must confess that when I read a historical book, the first thing that draws me or repulses me is how the sources are referenced, if indeed they are at all, or if the author just makes generalising statements with few examples of evidence. I would assume you would like your podcasts to taste this academic flavour too, so don't worry, we won't be dumbing down, we'll just be trying to encompass everything without me constantly saying, quote. That said, it doesn't mean I won't quote anyone, just that I won't be doing it all the live long day in order to justify everything I say in the episode. I hope you won't mind this change in pace, and that after leading you through other periods of war and peace, you would consider me at least qualified enough to follow here. I may need to understand that I am still a student, still referencing that iTunes review, (coughs) going downvoted, (laughs) but the only way students learn is by trying. I've tried a lot already, and now I'm going to try some more. Perhaps I feel a bit more willing to branch out on my own and have less voices loudly supporting me organically, but having just completed my Bachelor of Arts in History and Politics, I suppose you could say that I'm at least a little bit qualified to talk to you about history. The books I use deserve mention, of course, and I will be making the bibliography available pronto, but I feel they deserve actual mention here since you'll be hearing much of their input whether you know it or not. Sean MacMeekin is the author of the book July 1914, which is as essential to our narrative as it sounds. Also essential is Christopher Clarke's book The Sleepwalkers, How Europe Went to War in 1914, for its scope and daring in its conclusions. Geoffrey Warrow, whose name I was aware of from his Franco-Prussian war fame, penned a book called A Mad Catastrophe, The Outbreak of World War One and the Collapse of the Habsburg Empire, which is a joy to read, and has taken me deeper into Austria-Hungary than I ever thought possible. Additional mentions include Churchill, of course, for taking me into the mind of a statesman of that era, and other books on major figures of the time, and seminal works on the First World War itself. Some absolute gems are coming out on the July Crisis soon but sadly they weren't released in time for this narrative, so perhaps they'll be used for the next 100 year anniversary. So what format should you expect? This project should appear as a standalone sequence of episodes. In fact I had contemplated creating a new show just for this, but then I thought about the consequences of getting the days wrong and having to grapple with RSS feeds again, and I elected to take the safe option and simply clog the When Diplomacy Fails feed instead. The reason why I feel not too guilty in talking so freely with you here is mainly because, well, I feel like I don't do it all that often anyway, but also because after this, there will be very little deviation from the script, in fact as little as possible. No post or pre-episode reflection, just the story itself. The project will hopefully remain approachable despite this, and I promise I'll do my best to not introduce you to any names unless they're needed, and to provide you with subtle recaps from time to time, as well as to hopefully maintain my own unique style that you slightly like. The idea is to make this unlike anything I've done before. It's exciting and terrifying that I am now finally doing it, having planned it for so long and in many ways I want to treat it as a kind of podcast thesis, if you like, since I'll be starting my Masters in the History of International Relations in September 2014, so to go along with my written thesis, I feel it's only right to have an audio thesis as well. The podcast should have an episode on each event that occurs, on the actual day that it occurs, in late June, over the month of July, and into early August. In addition, episodes on the powers in question, Germany, Austria, Britain, etc., will accompany these in the form of profiles in which I examine their history and hopefully take you up to the same point of history in all of them. It's not going to all be recycled material, and hopefully you will be able to get something out of it even if you think you know all there is to know about July 1914. To reflect the fact that it is a tad different from previous podcast efforts, the first profile will look at Serbia something I've never really done in detail, so that should give you an idea of what we're doing here. Yes, I realise that the idea of doing an unbroken series of episodes from the 28th of June to the 4th of August, complete with reflection and supplementary episodes, is ambitious, perhaps unrealistic. Yet I feel strangely at peace with it all. If anything, I can take solace in the fact that if something does go wrong, I had the best listeners I could ask for, that's you, and that you guys won't mind if Zack reminds you that he's human every now and then. So what do you think? Are you ready to go back in time 100 years ago to see what went on, and to judge for yourself whether the events of the July Crisis, as it is known, were the results of a terrorist's bullet, the decisions of a few angry, misguided men or simply the result of what happens when diplomacy fails. Please check your feeds for the first few pieces of the puzzle as we find out together. Thanks, and see you soon.